Having lost parents and a brother and brother-in-law and, and uh, you know, different events such as that, it, it helps to, to prepare you somewhat, though you're never completely uh, prepared. Uh, being a chaplain, uh, serving death notifications at times have, have certainly helped me to gain the experience of what people are going through uh, during, uh, you know, tra tragedies. Uh, I, I think for, for the preacher, it's not so much as what we say as just our presence there. Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Dr. Cecil Ballard. Uh, Dr. Ballard is the pastor of Grace Baptist Church uh, in Marion, Iowa for the last 29 years and has been on adjunct faculty at Providence Baptist College since the year 2001, that spring semester, and on again, off again through the years have been a part of this ministry and we certainly enjoy having you come and be a part of it. I remember my uh, high school years uh, just being introduced to you um, as you would lead singing at a basketball tournament or something like that and I never knew song lead, leading could be done that way and uh, I really enjoyed it and then of course getting to know you as a faculty member at Providence Baptist College. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a joy to be a part of the adjunct faculty and to be a part of this ministry and it's just, it's, a, it's awesome just serving the Lord. Amen. One of the things that you do here is you teach church education and every, you know, every time you get to do that, there's a certain set of topics that you're supposed to cover each semester. Mm -hmm. And one of the topics that is covered occasionally is the topics of funerals. Mm -hmm. And just by way of conversation with you through the last year or so, I know you've said that you've talked and dealt with a lot of funerals, people passing away in your church ministry, or even those that are, you know, maybe not a part of your church, but you're familiar with and you've done their funerals. And I want to talk about that topic today because if I'm like most people, I get really uptight and really awkward around special events. Uh, you don't want to mess them up. They're once in a lifetime type events. They're special. They leave lasting impressions on people. Weddings are like that where mm -hmm. you don't want to mess up a wedding. It's their special day, but a funeral as well. Um, people are grieving. How do I help this person? Uh, maybe they've lost a relationship that I've never lost before and how can I relate to them? How can I try to be a blessing? Am I, am I being a blessing? Am I hurting the situation? What am I doing here? And often we can feel awkward and you know, just kind of unnatural in those situations. Can you talk a little bit about your experience through the years with funerals and what's been able to help you to feel a little bit more natural in those situations? Well, you're right in your assessment of the difficulty and challenges that funerals and weddings can present for the preacher. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously you want to do your best. It's funerals in particular. You're at one of the lowest points in your, you know, your parishioner's life, you know, a tragedy such as that. And as a pastor, you, you really want to be there and, and, and do the best you can to uh, support them. One of the things that I've tried to do is to really put a lot of planning and preparation, you know, in the funeral service. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But sure. when it, it comes to, you know, working with the bereaved uh, and those that have gone through tragedy, it, you know, the experience of life, um, you know, has, has certainly helped with being able to relate to, to mm -hmm. different people and personnel. Uh, young pastors will have a little bit more challenge because they won't 
they they won't have experienced they they might not have experienced uh, those things yet but having lost parents and a brother and brother-in-law and and uh, you know different events such as that it it helps to to prepare you somewhat though you're never completely uh, prepared uh, being a chaplain uh, serving death notifications at times have have certainly helped me to gain the experience of what people are going through uh, during uh, you know tra tragedies yeah uh, I, I think for the, for the preacher it's not so much as what we say as just our presence there uh, I think we all have that sense of of helplessness and not you know knowing you know what to say or if what we say is is right um, I think that um, you know your presence of, of being there and the reassuring of uh, someone that you're going to be with them uh, through this this obvious tragedy uh, that they're going through uh, certainly uh, you know praying is is something that you're going to turn to immediately mm -hmm. uh, also you know the scripture and the just reaffirming, you know, that, you know, the Lord is with them and is giving guidance and direction and um, just just that you're there. And I think that that's, that's the, the most important. Sometimes not even saying anything um, is, is ministering enough. I mean, they're going to have to obviously grieve. They're going to have to assess what's going on. And I think that we need to give them time to assess that um, you know when you talk about someone re receiving you know uh, news uh, in a flash that uh, their loved one has been killed in an automobile accident or you've had to deliver the news of someone passing at a hospital or something they need time to absorb that and uh, just saying as little as possible and listening uh, is you know a big part of of helping and assisting them during those, you know, particular instances. I think the word you said was reassurance. Mm -hmm. um, reassurance that I, as your pastor, am here for you. Reassurance through prayer that the Lord is with you. Correct. Reassurance through scriptures that your deceased loved one, um, if, if they're a Christian, they were saved, they are with the Lord, that there's someone present. And right. man, I think that's profound. It kind of takes a little pressure off you as the preacher thinking, about, okay, what do I say? Do I prepare remarks? You know, mm -hmm. maybe don't prepare anything and just be there and just allow them to know that the Lord is with them, that you're with them, that their support is there. Um, you talked about the difficult task of, you know, working with the police department there. You do that with Marion, Iowa? Please. Yes, I, I've done it in the past. Presently, I'm not on the the staff, okay. but I've I've done that in years past, and it's certainly helped in in preparing uh, sure. for announcing uh, you know tragic news. What is the guidelines? That, did they give you some kind of training of what yes, to do and how to do that? What are some of the things they said? Yeah, the um, yeah the the training usually takes place in the in the form of you know. Uh, notification, uh, they'll go through the process of, of notification, you presenting yourself, your presence, um, you know, the information that you have to share, and, and then the reassurance, mm -hmm. you know, that we're going to be with you, we're going to take you through the steps, we're going to try to answer the questions that you might have, uh, we're going to have available personnel for you, we'll call, we'll contact, we'll get in touch, 
uh, we're here to serve you. And that's part of what the chaplain does in assisting, you know, the police officer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the police officer would make the notification and the chaplain would be there to help and assist follow and follow up I and see. help get the person in contact with who they need to and notifying family and, and so forth. So it, it's, you know, it's a, it's a rewarding uh, responsibility in the sense that you as a pastor can be there and help people. Sometimes they're not obviously a part of your church, they're a part of the community, mm -hmm. but it really gives you an inroad and in, in, in being a blessing, not only to the individual suffering the tragedy, but the police officer that is also making the notifications. They too can, you know, use that extra, you know, you know, uh, strength, mm -hmm. if you will, and, and support. You talked about, you know, being reassuring them that you're going through every step of the process. And maybe we can get into some of the procedures and some of the details here. Um, what are the steps? I mean, somebody in your family passes away. This is not an event that takes place all the time. It's unfamiliar territory. Maybe somebody's never been through this process before. And so you as a pastor have been through this with others and are trying to guide them through the steps. But for a young pastor, Maybe he's completely unfamiliar with the steps himself. What are some of the things that you try to do and what are the steps that you're trying to help them do with the funeral home and all of that? Yeah, the, you know, you're gonna, a, a pastor will kind of feel his way, you know, through the different circumstances. I know that um, in some instances, you know, I'm with the family from the time the, you know, the person's in the hospital, maybe they're, um, you know, I'm with them when they pass or I'm with the family when they pass. Mm -hmm. um, and the pastor really needs to be cognizant of the family's needs and what they want. Um, you know, generally as a pastor, there are going to be times where you're, you know, you have, you know, folks that you're really close to, your staff, your leaders in the church, workers, uh, people that have been in the church for a long, long time those that have grown up generations of families. And naturally, you're going to be familiar with their home. They're going to be familiar with you. They would like for you to be there. They'd like for you to be, you know, in the presence of their loved one, if it's at all possible. You know, some pastor schedules are not going to permit them to be able to be, you know, there through the whole process. It, it really is unique and special when the pastor can be there, mm -hmm. especially if you've been with someone for a long time and, and, and you're able to be by their side and you're able to, you know, help to comfort the family. You know, I try to be aware of the fact that if I'm in the presence of someone who is about to pass over that you know, the family is in encircling or around that loved one. Uh, if it's a spouse, want to give them space, want to give them that opportunity to, to say their goodbyes. And then, of course, you've got the children or family. And these are, you know, range in age from the very young to, to you know, uh, elderly. Mm -hmm. but, but you know what? When it comes to death, I mean, it doesn't matter, young or old. You're you're experiencing that 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 emotion and that separation, and it, it it's you know it it's tearing you apart, you know, to a certain degree. Now, for the believer, I mean, we know what's on the other side, or we have that faith, and the expectation is what gives us peace. But there's still the fact that there are no more phone calls, there are no more birthday cards, there are no more, you know, reunions together that you have to live with, and so. 
you know, there's that 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 matter of being, you know, separated. So you want to you want to give that family that space to be able to to say their goodbyes. And and many times they will invite you as the pastor in to, mm-hmm. to pray for us right now or or to sing a song. Uh, now, again, we're talking about often those that you've been with serving a long time. They're uh, familiar with you and them. You have confidence of their salvation. You know where they're uh, at spiritually. Um, but, you know, being there through that is a, is a rewarding experience for uh, you as the pastor, for the family. And it, and it builds, you know, a relationship that is, uh, uh, you know, that's cemented really, because they'll never forget the fact that, you know, pastor was, was here. On other occasions, you, you may be out of town or you may not be able to be present, but the fact that maybe you were there the night before or you were there uh, before that they were able to pass and, and you were able to, you know, speak directly, you know, to the fact that it's imminent, it, it, it's going to happen. And there's that reassurance and that, uh, that prayer support uh, that you give that I think is, is, is paramount. Yeah. So taking people through this starts even before necessarily somebody yes. passes. And so being there, giving that assurance and just trying to help out in any way. And just like you said, cognizant, aware right. of your surroundings and each situation is unique. You can't have a, a blueprint that is just universal right. for each situation. And, and to most families nowadays, you know, they have you know, the arrangements made or they have a funeral home that they're in contact with. Mm-hmm. A lot of families have made prearrangements. Uh, in some instances, they don't, especially if it's a young couple, you know, or if it's a sudden, you know, tragedy. They, they may not have all of those, you know, ducks in a row, sure. as, as we'd like to say. So in those instances, the pastor can come alongside and, and suggest, you know, here are funeral homes, here are funeral directors, um, here's who I would recommend or from fa- past experience, our church has worked with these and it might be necessary for the, the pastor the following day to meet some of the family members at the funeral home and meet with the director, help walk them through because there's a, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of steps, you know, from the paperwork to, you know, the selecting of a casket to where the person's going to be buried uh, to the services and all of that. And so helping, you know, the individual as the pastor communicate this through the director mm-hmm. is important. And, and as I said, many times people will have those things in place, in order. I, honestly, as, as a pastor in, in recent years, I have tried to, you know, help people to prepare for this moment. Man, we want to have a celebration of life. We, we want your passing to be a testimony. And as much of it as we can take care of in advance, you know, the, the better prepared that everyone's going to be, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, death is obviously not something that we, we look forward to, that we like to deal with, but there are ways in which we can confront it, you know, through, you know, some preparation. Um, I think sometimes as pastors, we don't want to breach the subject, but, but we need to. Yeah, it's kind of an awkward Sunday school lesson with your senior saints, you know, like preparing yeah. for your death. But I, you're absolutely right. It, it, it takes a lot of decisions away that can be made in advance and takes a lot of pressure off the family. 
when they're at their lowest point. Yes, sir. Uh, and you'd even talked about accompanying the family to the funeral home, being a sounding board. And once again, it's just reassurance, being present. Bring parents. And if they have questions, you're there to answer them, help them out. Even through some of the, the, the morbid details of picking out a casket, it's not a thing that I often think about, but mm -hmm. there's a decision that needs to be made, a burial plot, a tombstone, whatever it might be, and you help the family with that. Can you talk a little bit about the different dynamics? Obviously, each funeral is unique, but obviously there are some major differences. Some funerals take place in a church setting, in your church, um, other funerals I'm sure you've done in a funer fun funeral home setting. What are the differences between those and what are some things that you have to be aware of? Obviously, the funeral home is not your home turf. Right. Um, you're trying to operate within the parameters given to you by the funeral home itself. What are some things to think about? Well, you're right. As far as the home turf, I, I like much. I, I like services in the church. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where I'm familiar with. That's where I'm most comfortable with. I feel I have the greatest degree of liberty within the church. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with the surroundings and all of that. And, and that's it, it, as much as possible, I try to get our folks to have the service there in the church. Mm -hmm. uh, at times at the funeral home, it's usually uh, appropriate. They have appropriate chapel. Usually you have issues with the sound. Usually you have issues, you know, with the acoustics and, and arranging how people are going to present special music and that type of thing. That it's just not as conducive as it is in your church. Sure. So you work around those particulars. But generally, you know, having a good relationship with the funeral director is important. Talk to me about um, just the interview process. Obviously, when you're getting up to speak, you, you give some kind of eulogy read the obituary, but you want to give some kind of a background of who this person was, capture their essence, uh, I think is how you put it. Yes, um, whether you whether they're members of your church or not, maybe it's somebody you're less familiar with, but you've got to go through some interview process. What are some questions you ask of the family that help bring them into the process of planning this funeral and involving them? One of the things that I do in approaching the funeral and preparation for a eulogy or remembrance is concerning a loved one or one that's passed is really go through an interview process. Okay. Just as if I were writing an article about that particular person. Mm -hmm. I want to know, you know, when they were saved. I want to know accomplishments, where they worked. I want to know what their interests uh, were, uh, what accomplishments that they may have achieved, uh, people that were important to them, you know, life-changing occurrences that you know, transform their, their, their thinking or uh, decisions that they may have made. Um, something about, um, you, you know, their, their family, what their family or their loved ones thought about them, the reputation or testimony that they, they carried. One of the things that uh, in asking about a person, and I may make a, a list, I may, you know, just go through and, and make a list of things that I want to know. Now, pastoring them, I may already know them, and that's sure. the good thing. Yeah. If I have a relationship and I have my memories, I would also, you know, recommend take notes and, and have a file on people within church that will help you to prepare for times like this, if it was an accomplishment, if it was years of service or something of that nature. But one of the things in capturing their essence is that I do not want to leave out that one element that the family would want most remembered mm -hmm. about that person. 
whether it was that they were a soul winner or that were a servant of the Lord or they were extremely giving, caring, what was that one thing that they would be disappointed if it was not mentioned? I would like to know that because I want to capture the, the essence of that person, who they were, uh, how they affected this world in which they lived in, and then what can the family take away from it going forward? And I, I think that that in itself gives comfort because we know as Christians to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We know where they're at. We're not soaring as those that don't have hope. And we also can learn that, hey, this is what they live for. And you can continue allowing them to live through you by exercising this character trait or this truth that they passed along to you. I think those things are, are, are really helpful in giving comfort to the family. I also try to address the family by name if I can. I talk to the children directly if mm -hmm. I can. Uh, I think that's what makes it personable. If you're not familiar with the family, you're going to have to study that. Um, you're going to have yeah. to become familiar with names. I give you a, a, a little funny story. Uh, one particular service that I did not get clarification on how to pronounce certain names. Oh, no. I was reading the name, and when I came to a particular name and read it, I obviously didn't say it correctly. So from the audience, someone shouted out the name. <laughs> well, that shook me up. I continued to read and said someone else's name and they corrected me again. Oh, no. And so from that experience, yeah. don't say it if you <laughs> don't know for sure how it is pronounced. And trust me, I, you guys know me enough to know that I, I, I can butcher the king's English and uh, names as well. But you, you're, you're going to have to probably do a little bit more research, familiarize yourself with the family if you're not familiar with, you, with them, if you're going to address particulars. One other thing I would try to do is get a, a, a truth from as many family members as you can, uh, just a memory to share. And even if it's a brief word, uh, I remember mother for this. Uh, Susan remembered mother as, you know, kind. Uh, John remembered mother as being loving or what have you. Mm -hmm. And just including in them their name in that really helps seems like the pastor is the hub on a wheel of reassurance. Yes. The pastor's present. The pastor's trying to remind them that the Lord is present. They're trying to remind, remind them that the, their loved one is now with the Lord. Uh, you're pulling all of these stories from all these different family members and bringing them home all together. And it's, I think that's the key word of this session is your job is to be present, to be reassur as reassuring as possible. And I think your words are reassuring for a lot of pastors out there who naturally and rightly so feel awkward or unnatural in these situations because they are so exceptional in everybody's lives and um, you feel a little helpless at the same time. We thank you so much for joining us, Brother Ballard, and uh, it was a big blessing and a big help. Good to be with you. Yes, sir. Uh, make sure that you like, you share, and that you subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel. Also, check out our audio-only platforms as well. Thank you so much for joining us.